In this episode, we have special guests, Stephen, and we talk about the current coronavirus pandemic. Where it originated from, how it spread, its impact, and where we think it's going. Hopefully relatable. Hopefully not boring. You're, You're listening, listening to, to the Relatable Podcast. Alright guys, welcome back to episode 21 of Relatable. Yep. Today we're going to talk about the Rona, the coronavirus. The Rona? <laughs> the coronavirus that's been happening. Um, we also have a special guest, um, Stephen. Stephen, how, how are you going? Ah, pretty good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, good. Thanks. Thanks for being here. T- tell us a bit about yourself before we, before we start. Uh, well, what is it, what is it really to know about? Uh, I'm kind of like a graduate from UTS at the moment, you know, like just finishing up, you know, media, media arts production and really like everyone else who walks out of uni with a massive crippling down on their head, they are pretty much <laughs> just trying to look for work. Yeah. And, you know, kind of make things uh, go by and, you know, you're trying to work your way through this at the moment. Uh, I feel like it's probably one of the worst times to try to find a job with the with the whole entire, um, you know, coronavirus happening at the moment because, you know, the businesses are probably looking to, you know, slow down production and you're trying to get into the workforce. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a rough time, but we'll probably make do with that. You I'll, think you think the coronavirus has a, an effect on your, like, employment? Yeah, I can imagine it would. I think it would have a impact on pretty much any, uh, you know, business. That, you know, when you're talking about a, a virus such as this, there's, there's no real field that's protected from uh, the impact of the virus because it's, you know, the human element to it. You kind of have to... Uh, work around that so I, I don't think there's any field that's really protected from you know that's completely safe from this thing so but that's pretty much kind of how it is with that yeah fair enough um so why why are you so interested in the coronavirus like when i when i first like talked to you before this podcast you were like uh, but that's one thing you want to talk about for me it was like it just because it was such a i think that never like you do you remember do you remember SARS? Because um, none of us, I think most of us ever remember SARS. So, yeah. so SARS was pretty much a the predecessor to uh, this current uh, iteration of the coronavirus, and I have no idea about it. So when I was looking into this thing, I there was a whole bunch of you know related history for this that you know that we growing up had no idea about, and it was pretty much a prefixture to this. You know, it's the same thing. It originated in China. Uh, it happened for pretty much almost the exact same reason. And it was due to a spreading from um, <clears throat> a disease that happened at considered to be from wet markets. And what wet markets are, are this congregation of uh, a marketplace full of uh, animals and live animals. And a lot of these animals are from the wild. They're usually poached from the wild or they're usually imported from... The, you know other countries and uh the thing that happens is is that a lot of these animals have never been together in one place and when you put these animals together they bring along their own diseases and their own viruses and when those get mixed in with other animals then there's a transmission of that virus God damn. and i didn't know that and yeah. there's potential that um through enough time that there is a mutation in the um in the animals themselves that can pass on from that animal to another animal and perhaps a human through consumption and what they speculate has happened with the coronavirus the the covid-19 that's happened at the moment is that there was a transmission exactly of that form where um a uh, disease that has happened in one animal has been transferred to another animal and what animal was it um or if you remember. I, 
I was it bats? I heard it was bats. Yeah, it was. They were considering that bats was one because bats is always uh, is always a creature that's carrying a lot of diseases, but they're, obviously they're immune to it, and uh, obviously humans are not really much immune to that kind of thing. Uh, there was one. Ah, I forgot. I can't the name of it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a transmission on of that disease, and it like it took a long. It takes a long time for that kind of mutation to happen. Yeah. It's not something that happens very in a short span of time. It's just because these these markets are so uh, widespread, and you know, you just it's a numbers game basically. Yeah. It's just a matter of time before something is you know mutated perfectly that it can you know transfer from animal to human, and that's what happened with this. Um, thing that happened you know that happened in Wuhan and that's how it spread to the um, humans and you know from there on it you know kind of continued to spread and you know there was no real uh, warning sign for that kind of thing because uh, with uh, the incubation period for these kind of viruses it's like a 14 day period so by the time that um, someone's infected with it they probably have already spread it to someone else mm, and yeah. you know and it's a chain reaction with that thing and you know one person turns to like two people it turns mm. to five turns to ten to twenty to thirty you know, you know how it spread yeah. and it was pretty much like the perfect storm honestly um, it happened uh, relatively close to the lunar new year as you know because yeah. uh, you know uh, the period of time where Chinese people uh, take off time from work and yeah. they travel out to uh, other parts of you know the world, whether it's inside China uh, or outside yeah, outside right. China, and those people who uh, were in you know Wuhan and had been affected by the virus are obviously moving outside of Wuhan yeah. and you know going off to see family and friends. And again, this happened where by the time that the government were, were pretty much in the know of this thing, most people will probably, the people who were affected probably have already left Wuhan in, you know, to go meet family and friends. And uh, by the time they had instigated um, stricter measures for people who are inside Wuhan, most people, they gave like a, it was, I think it was like a 48 hour period for anyone who wanted to get out of Wuhan was able to get out. So I feel like that also in itself um, contributed to a, a load of people leaving Wuhan who had probably been affected by it and has not systematically showed any form of symptoms no. to, of the, to the virus. And you, you can be perfectly healthy um, while also having the virus because mm. obviously it's the incubation period is, is a 14 uh, is considered to be a two to three week kind of thing so you had a lot of people who were unknowingly affected by the virus and traveling out to other places of the world and as you saw um, it only took pretty much a few weeks for yeah. the yeah. virus to emerge in different parts of the countries mm. that have you know pretty much had not been affected by outside of mainland China yeah. and so that's so when that thing kind of came into providence for me and, you know, learning about, again, learning about SARS and the, the similar aspect, like SARS didn't have so much of a big impact as this thing right here now, but that's because like 15, 16 years ago, there wasn't so much traveling. There wasn't such mm, a, you know, right, a global yeah. economy with things. Yeah. And compared to now where everyone, flight travels are much more cheaper. There are more people traveling out every single year that everyone more disposable income for that kind of thing. You know, then the, the and also it, ha- it pretty much happened like during the Lunar New Year, where you know again the epicenter of the the whole thing happens within China, and you know the Lunar New Year was coming, so it was like a, again it's like almost practically a perfect storm for that time. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So uh, that's pretty much how the origins of the coronavirus went, and you know everyone is kind of 
I don't think anyone was kind of prepared for that kind of thing. I don't think anyone was pretty much prepared for the the kind of uh, widespread um, effects that was going to have the rippling effects of uh, it was happening here. Mm. And you know, there was some cases that happened. You know, people were the Australian government was pretty much looking out for particularly uh, flights that are coming in from you know mainland China mm. and things, but. Um, we weren't keeping an eye out on flights from, say, coming in from other countries yeah. where they had people who were obviously affected by the virus as well. But you know, again, due to the incubation period, coming in, you know, they they weren't pretty much caught. They weren't super suspect on that, and it's not their fault, you know, on that front. It's just the thing that happens. You know, some people get just they just happen to get through because um, they're on the like low end of the. Uh, if you were to profile people, you know, yeah. you, people, uh, put people who are coming in from mainland China to be like the highest priority, but there, yeah. there are people who are on the lower end of, of the, um, uh, how would you say, the, hmm. the, the kind of, um, uh, how would you say, like... The, the spectrum? Yeah, like the, the spectrum of like the chances of being uh, affected by the, the virus, I would say, you know, say from countries that weren't, weren't considered to be a big risk factor. Yeah. You know, there were those, the, those people who probably would be affected by that and then, you know, some of it can kind of get into other countries and from there on, it's it's just uh, a spiral case. Uh, you know, it, it just continues to really kind of move along and really impact the kind of day-to-day lives of yeah. people and, and you know uh, the, the the kind of death toll of it is, is not higher like it's not higher than uh, it's not that much higher than general influenza but the contagion level that's the one that really is like in the uh, super high range like it's the it's, you just see just how how many people I, I don't know whether or not it's because everyone's so fixated on the coronavirus that we are able to pick up more cases by the day compared yeah. to like normal influenza which you know there's a lot of people who get sick every single year but no one really, yeah, yeah, yeah. really talks yeah. about it but this is definitely something that is um, very widespread very widespread and it just keeps getting worse and worse because uh, I don't know if you guys know but you know Italy has been effectively shut down as oh. a whole entire country. What do you mean? What, um, how does that work? They, they closed down all their bars. They closed down all their restaurants. So what do they do? They just yeah. they just sit at home. Yeah, doing nothing. It's, it's oh, the whole country. That feels like what happened in Wuhan, right? Everything yeah, was shut down. And they're talking about the, the entire the, the whole the whole Italy. Well, that's has, has now yeah. been yeah because it it started out as being two um, cities, two, like two major uh, two cities in um, in, in Italy. Um, were pretty much quarantined because uh, they were like the biggest impact but then it started to spread outside of um, outside of like you know the those particular quarantine areas yeah. and then as a precautionary thing now they are because the death toll has risen I think beyond 800 in that country in Shit. Italy that uh, the government has said that, that pretty much they have to take the kind of martial law with that you know shut down pretty much the day to day goings of, um, of citizens in Italy for like at least two weeks or I so. didn't know that wow that's yeah. gonna affect yeah. everything yeah. Like the yeah. businesses the people the morale like what are meant to do yeah like, the whole entire that? country yeah. and Iran is pretty much moving towards similar kind of thing at, at the moment as well because they're, they're also their country is pretty much um, going under the same things that's happening with that uh, because they didn't really think too like they weren't too um big on the whole quarantine thing I, I don't think that they were as 
worried about it, about the, the impact of coronavirus that would have happened in when uh, it hit their country. But once their uh, ministers start getting hit by the coronavirus, which was almost ironic in the way that the, the people were talking about uh, how the we weren't so worried about the quarantine side of things, that they ended up getting, yeah, kind of getting yeah, sick, of them, yeah. sick themselves. So it's kind of like, yeah, so... It's it's quite a it's quite a time to be alive. Obviously, yeah. it's yeah. quite the, the like, yeah. Rich, so know. here's a question: Are you are you would you are you scared of it, Euro? Um, what do you think of the coronavirus? Me, like I'm not I'm not scared of it, but like just because I you know I know I'm like a healthy person. Like I take I wash my hands, take the proper hygiene. You know, are you things. taking more precautions because of the coronavirus? Um, like washing your hands more. Taking more hand sanitizers? I mean, washing my hands regularly, but I'm definitely sanitizing my hands more because I do work yeah. in retail and, like, I'm coming across a lot of people, but I'm not letting it necessarily um, affect me. Like, I'm not panic buying toilet paper or any of that crazy stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, That's like, like trying my best to keep up to date, but... Um, You're not too worried. Yeah, yeah, because I know I'm quite healthy, yeah. but I'll definitely do like the best to not become, like, a carrier or anything to pass it on to somebody who doesn't have the best immune system yeah you know yeah so, i think i'm on the same page i think yeah. i'm not super worried what, what yeah. about you steve i don't think i'm really super worried either it's just the the yeah the kind of worry about you know being a carrier for yeah. the, the the virus itself so you may you may not be the one who gets the most sick out of it but you know you can always pass it on to someone who is more susceptible to yeah. the virus and, and i guess that's the, the, the worry that yeah. most who's more have. susceptible because i heard it's the older people like older for- people are obviously the the biggest things pregnant people are also very uh, susceptible yeah. because their immune system is at a very heightened stage so uh but also people who have weaker immune systems as well you know and and our healthcare workers is also a very big um, oh, yeah, um very big targeted um for impact on that kind of thing because they're they're surrounded by people who are affected by the yeah. coronavirus and the more um, the more they're surrounded by those people, the more dosages that they can take in, and so, and it's a uh, kind of like a overlapping effect. So the more you have, and you know, the more like the more severe your impact, uh, mm. the more severe the effects of it will be. And you know, eventually, you can like young people, young healthy people can die from it if you mm. get a you know enough exposure to it. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it's always good to take precautionary measures on on that kind of thing. Um. I find it quite. I find it quite interesting the the kind of social implications that's happening at the yeah. moment. Like you mentioned, when you talk about the people who are panic buying yeah. stuff, it's not particularly because um, people are just buying up these things because they're you know panicked about the whole thing. But it's also the, the problem where if you're doing your your normal day to day life yeah. and you want to buy something in particular because not because you're panicked about it, but because you're out of the supply yourself yeah. and you just want to buy one pack of rolls yeah. of, of toilet paper yeah. and you go to the supermarket and you find that everything out is out of stock exactly that suck. Yeah. yeah it would suck yeah. because you just want to buy one thing and it's pretty much all out of stock for you and so you're you're affected by it even though yeah. you don't want to you don't, you're not the person out there buying out mm-hmm. 50 yeah. packs of uh, I think it affects the toilet um, paper it affects older people the most because like as young people you can just go to the supermarket and just buy it and like you move around like yeah. old people imagine them going to the grocery like they take ages to get there and like yeah, then they look yeah. at the toilet paper it's all empty they can't yeah. even get exactly, one exactly right yeah. and, and that's the kind of thing that happens where it's, it's a, it has this like perpetual mentality where if I don't buy it someone else is going to buy it and, oh yeah you know, and you're, scarcity right yeah scarcity and 
you know, the government has pretty much told people that you know you don't don't go out and panic buying these things because <laughs> we have a lot of stock for it because our our toilet paper is locally sourced, it's locally made. But people will just continue to buy it because again, it has that knock on effect where yeah. if um, you don't buy it, then you know then you're not gonna have any stock. And when you do want to buy a stock, it's gonna be out of stock, right? So people are buying it even out of necessity of not needing it particularly now, but because yeah. they need it later on, they they, they, yeah. they don't want to have a problem where they have to run out and buy yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, it has a really a really big knock-on effect and it's stimulating towards the economy also at the same time it's very um, it's very impactful in the way that uh, it kind of gives people something and leaves people without on some things as well so it's kind of it's, it's really really kind of like a almost like an end of the world scenario where people really are kind of like panic buying that because uh, my mom was like buying out God, just going out to buy some groceries and stuff and you know when she was like to buy like you know rice and stuff um, there was a particular uh, policy where you can only have like you can only buy like one bag of rice and you know she did the kind of sneaky tactic where uh, she got someone else to oh, pick wow. up another like bag of rice and you know buy it and then she'll buy it off them afterwards oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. so yeah well wow. So there's kind of like a, a bit of, you know, a sneakiness to it. Some people can circumvent that, that um, one per customer limit or something yeah. like that. But it's, it's quite, um, quite interesting to, to view, you know, even, even if you don't really care about the, the whole entire like, uh, virus in itself. But it's just very interesting to observe the kind of social impact that it has yeah. on people. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like in Australia, people are a lot more relaxed about it, even though it's, consider- it's getting considerably worse. But people are pretty much about as normal as they see like when you go into the city no one's really like no one's really super there's some people wearing masks there are some people yeah, wearing yeah. masks and yeah. it's funny wearing... I was talking to you about today yeah we're talking some about some people wearing like the wrong mask like they're, yeah. wearing, they're wearing the fire mask yeah, there's, the a fire mask. there's an actual difference yeah. Yeah. I, I did that one time where I wore the fire mask I told you because yeah. the proper mask is the N95 N95 which yeah. is like very rare to get the other one's just the surgical mask, which isn't that effective, according to Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. But then there's the other one, which is the fire mask, which like prevents the <laughs> dusting. Which the fire mask is like like way gone now. Yeah. So like it's just funny seeing them like do that. Yeah, so they, that mistake. Yeah, there was a difference between the two masks. Uh, most people, the, the most people that um, wear the mask are these like the surgical masks, which is the ones that are used by surgeons to wear during the time. But they they use them uh, specifically to uh, prevent them from basically. Uh, having any form of uh, fluids that come out of their uh, yeah. respiratory systems onto the you know, it's surgical... It's to protect other people. Yeah, protect yeah. other people. Yeah. You know, when you're doing surgery, you don't want your fluids going into <laughs> someone else's body while you're operating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So it's, it's, it's not particularly about um, absorbing vir- um, the, you know, the viruses and stuff. It's more about protecting the, uh, other people from their you yeah. know, uh, viral, uh, fluids and stuff like that. But not partic- it's not very good at... Um, preventing viruses from happening because obviously air still comes in like it doesn't stop it stops from the front to the side but you're still breathing the air from the side so yeah. it's not like the virus is necessarily stopping getting yeah. seeping into your yeah. into your respiratory system anyway and uh, it can go through I think they said they can also go through the uh, through your eyes as well yeah you know? your eyes yeah. yeah so it's a bit of it's a bit, it's a bit of waste as well because those are masks that can be used for other things as well and like I mentioned that we were talking about, uh, about with Derek earlier that um, the N95 masks which are yeah. the uh, masks that most people should be using uh, but they there's a big shortage of them at the yeah, moment because there's not enough stock for them mm-hmm. and the uh, advisory is that public health should be not buying up these masks because they should be 
used particularly for people who work in high risk areas mm. like you know hospitals and mm-hmm. uh, working intensive care you know where those masks are really mandatory for that kind of yep. practice and if you have people buying out stocks of these just for general usage you know for protecting themselves it's fine but at the same time it, it's such a shortage at the moment that you know really those masks should be going to the right locations yeah, right especially yeah. during the high tides where uh, there's a there's a demand for these masks but there's not enough supply mm. so yeah that's the kind of thing with it and you know, that's why it kind of uh, kind of continues to create like a panic with that kind of thing yeah. and you know that's even if you don't really again you don't really care about too much about it, but there's, there's a whole bunch of impacts that happen yeah, with definitely. that yeah definitely uh, what do you think about all the racism that has you know, oh yeah the, the big one yeah um any, i feel like if, if it's back in my mind um when it's sitting on trains you know if you're if you're just having like a common sniffle or something like that and you know because we're asian yeah yeah exactly. people people can't look at you you know you get the feeling in your back of your mind where people are like do you do you have like are you affected you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, you yeah. know that kind of thing is i i do definitely feel it um I can definitely see that a lot of people can be a bit more, I guess, a little more like a fear-mongering kind of thing going mm. on where I don't think people are necessarily racist towards those kind of people, but they just have a innate sense of fear because the media perpetu- uh, the media not perpetuates, but it definitely, uh, the virus did occur within, you know, mainland yeah. China. So that people, mm. people are more conscious about Chinese people and Chinese products. Well, Asian. Asian, like any, yeah, Asian, any, 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 really kind of any Asian, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a, I think there's a definitely a big uh, impact on how people will view uh, people of you know Asian background for mm. like the, the next coming months and you know probably maybe even years depending on how prevalent the the coronavirus will be you know, in people's minds in the, yeah. in the public sphere of thought. Mm. Uh, and I definitely there definitely is a big impact, and I guess that will lead into a great point on um. Um, the universities and who are impacted by the yeah. lack of uh, international students who are you know barred from being able to return to you know, Australia from mainland China because um, according to statistics uh, that the I think international students make up a I think zero point seven percent of the um, global uh, not global GDP the Australian GDP when it comes to yeah, yeah when it comes to uh, education in yeah. particular. And there's a huge um, market, as you know, for international uh, students when it comes to education here. You know, uh, when you go to you know UTS and UC, you know UNSW, how, how many how many like uh, international students heaps. do you see? There's heaps, heaps. right? Heaps. Yeah. heaps. And we know that these people who come in pay an exorbitant amount of fees for uh, being able to study in Australia, like way more than domestic. Not students, just right? that, but they also but they also have to pay it up front. Yeah, no, but not just that, but also like rent, and they also like contribute to the economy. Yeah, yeah, rent, food, money. Spend so much money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But obviously, tuition is a big thing because um, they have to pay tuition every single semester up front. You know, we're opposed to us, where we can basically hex off most of our our debt for a long ass time to come. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, But for international students, they have to pay it up front, right? They have to pay it up every semester. So that's direct income that's going into you know universities, and if they're if this, you know, the whole entire um, COVID-19 thing is happening, you know, a lot of those students are locked out from being able to come back to Australia or continue to study here because of the, um, you know, trade, uh, sorry, travel restrictions that are happening. Yeah. So that's a lot of, you know, lost revenue for the Australian economy going, you know, that's not coming back into Australia mm. because people are missing out on the, uh, the new semester that's coming in. And 
You know, that's huge. And I mentioned, uh, I looked into some of the, uh, you know, articles that I mentioned. There was particularly, there was, uh, some universities which, uh, you know, were trying to help circumvent the travel restrictions yeah. for, um, some of their students mm. by, uh, because Australia is having a, um, 14 day, uh, Restriction for people, anyone who wants to come to the country, mm. uh, you have to be like you know fourteen days of self quarantine. Yeah. And so what people, uh, so what Australia, some universities were doing, they were advising their um, students from internet, they were you know from mainland China, mm. to basically travel to a third country, you know, a country that's uh, you know not really situated with the the coronavirus, and basically stay there for like fourteen oh my days. Gosh. Yeah, stay there for fourteen days, and then that that's circumvents the, the travel restriction and then after that they can come to Australia that's so dodgy that, yeah uh, it was it was hella dodgy like yeah. I mean uh, there was one case that was happening in Queensland where a um, a, uh, inter- a mainland uh, Chinese student came back uh, came to Australia and uh, two days later he was tested positive for coronavirus after having done these um, circumvent, uh, oh, circumventing wow. of the uh, travel restriction yeah. and that called into question the moral and um, the moral and uh, ethical uh, duties that the universities have in terms of looking after the uh, their you know campus mm. and you know the, 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 the whole entire you know, encouraging people to kind of you know get out of their way and coming to Australia even when you think about it they really should not be you know they're mm. like that's you, know, you look at it it's like a very monetary thing you, you think about it, you know, they might uh, put a you know a PR spin on it and be like uh, we're just trying to help uh, our international students kind of come back and you know continue the studies that they were originally engaged in but you look at the other side of things where it's a lot of it hinges on you know monetary mm. things you know that if they don't have these people coming back into the uh, Australia they're not getting the money and so you know that's lost as I mentioned it's basically lost revenue so there's a, and you know, the government has pretty much said that we, nowhere had we condoned or we had uh, reinforced this idea that you, know, you should be bringing in um, students or advising students to uh, stay in another country for 14 days just to circumvent the travel ban. You know, you know. It's crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. And, you know, it's a, it kind of shows you just how, in some ways, um, shady the whole, the whole thing is when it comes to, um, Oh, how ludicrous the you know the international students' uh, dependency when it comes to yeah, um, the economy. Yeah. The economy for Australia, but not even that for universities as well. You know, they're big, they're big money for that kind Huge. of thing. So it would stand to reason that they would try their best to try and bring uh, in as much as they can while they can. You know, just looking for any any loophole, any kind of way to to go about it, and there's there's a lot, definitely larger implications of it because you know the the more people that you know circumvent this travel ban the higher likelihood that we are to transmit the coronavirus mm-hmm. around the areas in which these uh, people reside and you can already see that um, the cases in here are piling up they, mm-hmm. they are they, they used to be like I think it was like I think two or three cases that was like mm-hmm. maybe a month ago or so like that and then it just jumped up to like a couple like tens and twenties and now it's like I think, I think overall in the country there's like 200 or so that's a lot yeah compared to before, 200 yeah. or so yeah compared to like last month like compared to like last month there was like barely a handful of cases yeah. around I mean most of it was like situated in like New South Wales because we have like the probably like the highest density when it comes to 
the population of you know Chinese residents and stuff. But definitely all around Australia now is definitely uh, starting to pick up uh, with the amount of people infected. You know the, yeah. the infection rate is definitely climbing. You know there's yeah. there's schools that are you know being shut down because mm. students are being tested positive for that thing. And you know it's it's not the you know. It's not the amount of people who are affected that are known. It's the the people who are affected that are you know known. You know, those cases there's like probably tens, if not hundreds, of cases that of people who are unknowingly affected by the the virus. The yeah. moment who are walking around, you know, they living their day to day life and you know passing passing on the pathogens. And you know those ones are those ones are in my mind are like the bigger scarier things to think yeah. about yeah it's, it's not like the the current known numbers of cases it's the unknown number you, of cases you never, that know, you, right? that you never yeah. know exactly what about those people i saw on like videos where they bring like a scan gun and they scan your forehead yeah i'm assuming to check the fever the, yeah they, they, they really? check, yeah oh, there's yeah. um like restaurants in particularly in the uh affected regions of the countries they are uh, they have very strict measures that are going on at the moment where you know people are wearing their suits and stuff and they're, and they're you know checking people's temperatures when they come in just to make sure that um, you're not you know above the threshold in which yeah. they consider you to do be do you think a, we'll do that here? probably not I, I mean if the, we probably won't but I feel like if, if we don't put measures like these in then there's a higher likelihood that we're gonna not um, kind of contain the, the the spread of things even more so if we're gonna be the more lax we are about it the the higher the threat of um, yeah. spreading these things will happen and I feel like it has to be a collective effort from everyone to kind of come together and realize that you know this thing is not going away very quickly and by pretending it doesn't exist it's a bad are, idea it's a really bad yeah, idea because definitely. it's definitely not going to go away anytime soon as we see with with uh, the, the way things are going at the moment it's just gonna keep going it's just gonna keep spreading and you know if we yeah like, like I said if you, you know you pretend that it doesn't exist and you know you become ignorant to it then you in, a, in yourself contribute to the problem because yeah. if you become a carrier of the virus and you just pretend that oh you know it's fine you know you go you just go to work and you know you continue day to day life you go to a con you go to a rave and you inadvertently basically spread out the yeah. the pathogen yeah. to someone to a whole bunch of people mm. and you know that's that's kind of like why it's a concerted effort where it may seem a bit you know um, far-fetched to kind of go to the extreme level of countries where they have um, checking fevers of people or you know cancelling events um, shutting down schools shutting down restaurants basically disrupting the everyday life of people but I feel like in some ways, yeah, the, the, the faster you do that, the more the more likelihood that you can contain this thing and, you know, put an end to the to the spread of it. Where, where do you where do you think the end's gonna go? Like what happened to the SARS? Was it just SARS uh, no, there's no oh. there's no vaccine for it, but it just kinda died, died down. But that's impossible. How does it just die down? Um, because the it's the kind of effect where if everyone gets infected enough then people will get immunity out of it. Oh, okay. and you know, the um, the less likelihood that it's gonna happen again because once an entire pop, if you infect the entire population with the a, a virus, then those people who there are people who are gonna die, there are people who are gonna get really survive. sick, but they're yeah. gonna be people who survive. And then other people who yeah who, who survive get the immunity right, and then those people are much more immune to the virus. And even though the virus still exists in the world. Um, the likelihood of people getting infected again, the rates of people getting infected again are much lower than yeah. it was the first time around. Yeah. But the whole entire problem with that is that um, there's a lot there's a lot of problems that are going to come with that there's going to be a huge strain of medical on the uh, medical facilities because there's yeah. a lot of influx of patients and people so there's a like 100% man you can you can go about your day to day life and you can have 
the passing of the coronavirus, absolutely, 100%. There will be a lot of people who die from it. There are a lot of people who get sick from it, but it will pass. It will eventually pass. Wow. Like normally, naturally. Do, like, do you think that's what's going to happen? Uh, or do you think it's going to be a cure? Or we don't know. But what do you think is going to happen? People are trying. They are, at the moment, they're working on a vaccine, but it's in the very early stages. You know, We don't know how safe it is. You know, There's a lot of people who are... Uh, you know they're volunteering to be tested on yeah, the, the yeah. virus and things, but there's a lot of human factors to it. There's a lot of human elements and you know adverse effects that can come from you know vaccines that you that you, that you don't know from the test batches. Mm. And there's considerably like not going to be a potential vaccine that's widespread for everyone for probably like the next half year, if not best. They say it's don't expect one to be happening anytime soon because just of how hard it is to develop a vaccine that's safe you know mm. it's, it's not difficult to develop a vaccine for the virus but to have it be safe for the majority of people like for a huge um, contention of uh, population but you know no one has any idea how that's going to go you yeah, know everyone, yeah. there's, everyone kind of works differently with their immune system you know yeah, yeah. there's no catch all when it comes to vaccines and you don't want to have a vaccine that you just want to rush out the door to yeah, try and test yeah, on someone the and then, yeah, the and then yeah. someone else someone develops someone develops the um, virus from it because <laughs> they, uh, they they took the vaccine and they end up developing the uh, the virus from it you know, because, yeah because yeah. you know vaccines are pretty much a kind of like a, a a contained version of the virus itself you know it's like a it's kind of like uh, injecting the virus, the virus into yourself, but it's like in such a small dosage where it's, it gets your immune system to um, learn to how to fight mm. from it. So vaccines in, in themselves are pretty much like a, a smaller version of the virus, but in a way where your body naturally develops an immunity to it without having to actually fight the virus itself. So, but you know, with that's you carry, you carry the issue of um, potentially uh, catching the virus because if you, if you, if the, um, the uh, vaccine itself is not stable in a way you can end up yeah, again like I mentioned you can end up developing the, the virus itself from the vaccine yeah. so you definitely don't want that yeah. uh, so it's it's a, it's a working progress on that part and it's it's going to be a long while for that I, I, you know you don't want it to be depressing you don't, you don't, but you want people to understand that this this thing is not going to go away anytime soon it's not going to be like oh you know two weeks from now no one's going to remember it no one's going to be thinking about it it's just going to be there for it's just something that's going to be part of our day to day life that we have to bear in the back of our minds that you know it's going to be a thing uh, and it's going to affect some of our friends it's going to affect some of our family depending on how how widespread it's going to happen but yeah. it's going to it's going to eventually seep in and you know the, the, the more the quicker we are to you know put in some measures to help ensure that the spread of these things is lessened the, the faster it will naturally progress over yeah I think that's really kind of like the main part of that yeah but yeah I mean yeah. I mean what do you what do you guys like really kind of think about because it, it something for us we don't really think too much about I don't think because we're young we're healthy people so we're, we're not we're not too worried about you know these kind of viruses kind of killing us all for you know yeah. really affecting yeah. our day to day life but yeah. Um, the the higher, the more widespread implications of it, you know, as you mentioned, as I would mention, you know, uh, something that you can see in your workplace, it's yeah. something you can see in your social circle, mm-hmm. you can see how widespread. So, are there anything that you guys are pretty much, you know, thinking about now that I mentioned a lot of these things that you probably have not been thinking too much about that you're kind of like uh, implement into your own day to day life, or is there anything that you find pretty like kind of interesting from it? Um. 
definitely, like you said, the social implications of it, like how, like, well, I, I may not be panic buying, but because there's nothing left because of the panic buyers, then I'll, like, you know, the the scarcity behind that, that, that is, like, yeah. I didn't think of it like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. You? Yeah, and then for me, I think, um, for someone at work mentioned it, like, I was probably like you, where, like, you were aware, like, I just, I don't really... Like, I know it's huge. I should focus on it, but I'd rather choose not to focus on focus on something positive. But I know that if it affects my family or friends, then obviously I'll focus on it more. Yeah. Like, when they mention it, and, like, now that you mentioned everything, like, when I get back on a train, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of really paranoid. Like, I'm just like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then, and then like, if I cough, and just people just look at me and stuff. And then what if someone coughs next to me? And then trains are, like, very close to each other. Like, people sit next to you. And, and um, I heard in that podcast, one of the reasons why the cruise is such a vulnerable place is because it's everyone's just breathing next to each other and, and like that's the same thing as a train isn't it yeah, in a way yeah. so I'm just like oh wow and there's a lot of people on the train as well yeah. no so, I, sneezed, I sneezed in public once oh like maybe like a week ago and this guy looked at me gave me the biggest dirty looked up and down and then just walked away yeah. because obviously I'm Asian and he was probably freaked out yeah. that's crazy yeah yeah yeah. I think definitely yeah. the yeah it's, it's quite a remarkable thing you know, to think about on, on that front just how dynamics change just from something yeah. like that even I though- saw sorry to cut you off but I saw nice. a video um, online of a lady with like probably two or three um um, packets of rolls of toilet paper and she was literally grabbing another packet of toilet paper out of an old lady's um, oh, hands wow. yeah like people stoop really low like when yeah, they're yeah. desperate like that yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's really I, I, I find it always uh, amusing that Australia has been making international news for, for yeah. that kind of thing and it's like yeah. yeah you know Australia really has enough of a bad rep when it comes to you know how people view us and yeah. you know and this, this really kind of adds an extra layer to that you know oh, yeah, Aussie, Aussie man Aussie yeah. woman fighting over toilet, toilet paper, paper yeah. in, in you know and police record and that kind yeah. of thing you know it was, it's, it's kind of like you know it's really funny to say it's funny but at the same time the, 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 the implications of that is actually quite um, quite more like uh, kind of more uh, low key on things but there is definitely uh, there definitely is a issue with that kind of thing uh, but you know that's that's just how it goes with people I guess when, when people are, are, are kind of like just living in the mass media yeah. they are yeah. definitely more impacted 100%. by more more influenced by the tellings of that kind of thing you know and Definitely my mom is one of those people and probably your parents are probably also uh, can be related to that kind of thing where they kind of take what the media says almost like oh, a, yeah. as, a, as a Bible, as a gospel thing and, you know, and, you know, people kind of have to kind of think for themselves as well, you know, yeah, like, definitely. like looking after yourself is definitely a key important, but not letting it get to your, to the point where you are going out there and then basically buying out more than you need, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, lacking a kind of rationale for that. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely an important, it's definitely an important thing because, uh, you, you know, people need to really kind of think for themselves. And I feel like, um, the, the more we are so engrossed in this, this age where information is at our fingertips and we're always surrounded by information, the more we kind of forget to think for ourselves yeah. because we're just so, engrossed in everything that we don't have time to have yeah. downtime to ourselves to really kind of just process all the information that we're getting in the world because Definitely. we're always just on our phones watching TV on the internet and the only time we have downtime is when we go to bed Yeah, and Which if we're going to bed most of us are probably on, on our phones, phones anyway yeah, yeah right yeah. we're just on our phones and it's always news exactly and it's like when do you have time to yourself to just be away from everything mm. and just process all the information you have it's most of it is not really anything like when you're in your car driving to work you probably have the radio on if not you probably have music on you have yeah. something on this there's, mm. there's always 
a preoccupation of your mind with some no, with it's something. Always there. It's always there. It's, it's on always something. It's, on it's always every, uh, everything. You yeah. go on, and yeah. it's like, and it's like when you have such a perpetuation of that kind of thing, you're you're just living. You're living. <laughs> you're living the virus, even though it's not inside you. You're just yeah. living it. It's yeah. like you can't escape it. Yeah. yeah, you can't escape it. Yeah. And I was watching like um Reddit slash funny. I don't usually do it, or like watching memes, for example. Yeah, like you know, usually just watch memes as well. Like, yeah, but now it's all like coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah, like ninety yeah. percent of it is all with coronavirus, uh-huh. like the toilet paper meme, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think uh, you find, I find it interesting. I don't know about you guys, but um, the kind of ways that people turn the what is obviously a devastating um, pandemic that's happening to us into kind of a, a way to alleviate the kind of stress when it comes to you know people make memes out of it, people make jokes out of it, and because it's, it's trending, that's why. Like obviously, part of it's trending as well. But I find it also kind of like a coping mechanic as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you take something and you disarm it in terms of being um, in terms of lethality, you know, you, you kind of associate with something that's a lot more funnier people kind of relate to it in a way where they don't they kind of think about it but they don't think about it in a way that's always so negative you know it's like Mm. it's like when memes are kind of there to to kind of make a little bit more lighthearted things you know so that way you can you can be immersed you can continue to be immersed in that kind of um, uh, situation that's going on but it's not always so demoralizing yeah. always so negative because mm. you can find something funny in it you know something like yeah. people making memes out of like, you know corona beer you know being yeah. like uh, something <laughs> yeah. to you know you guys don't drink corona beer because oh, yeah, you give it corona about, right yeah. so, so in some ways you can think about it it's like you know it's a funny meme but at the same time it's, it's good because it helps people cope with the the kind of stressful life that thinking about the corona when you know when you have associations with the coronavirus what are you going to think you're going to think negative connotation you're going to think people making pressures um, about people who are Asian yeah. you know think about people who are panic buying things but if you also have association with you know something that's funny yeah. then it's then you also have something that you can always think about that's a little bit more like light hearted more yeah. you know kind of positive in a way mm-hmm. and obviously it's having a positive effect on you know the corona brand as a whole because you know their stocks their stocks are yeah, I thought, yeah their stocks are yeah. like their stocks are plummeting their, their PR <laughs> yeah. some, some people think they're drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. so and genuinely like in, a, in America at the moment there's, uh, there's there, people are stop, like stopping buying the corona beer because <laughs> people think that uh, it's affect, it's affected by the coronavirus and god man it, it's it's I really my, my heart my heartfelt condolences go out to their company because yeah. they just, they just a name that, that's happening with a really yeah. contagious virus at the moment and that can't be doing anything good for them what if it was yeah. called Coca-Cola virus oh. <laughs> the Coke can you imagine how bad it is yeah. because their PR department has to be able to reassure people that no it, it is, good, it yeah, is yeah. not affecting our <laughs> our brand it's not yeah. you know there's no association people understand that there's no association between our beer and you know anything to do with the coronavirus itself but you look at their stocks their stocks are down they're, they're, it's like if you look at a mountain, there's like the pinnacle peak and it's and it's this gigantic slope Jesus. all the way down. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people are in terms of stock like in terms of stocks, they they are down heavy. Like yeah. and not even just them, like it's the global market. Yeah. The global market's down because um uh, you know, traders and uh, stock market people are basically withdrawing their stocks and selling off their stocks as much as they can because um, they fear that the you know the whole entire the whole entire panic and pandemonium that's happening with businesses you know you know financially they're going down mm. and there's not enough workers and, and there's not enough uh, you know the, the whole entire just the circle of uh, business that's going on at the moment is going down so there's a lot of people who are there are a lot of people who are trying to sell off their their stocks and, and as they can you know there's, yeah. there's, there's, like, it's just 
huge, huge ripples and implications when it comes to global marketing on, on that. And you know, we're we're not business people. You know, we're we're not like super deep into the uh, business side of things. But it definitely affects us. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, people who work. You know, obviously, you know, you got we guys work, and that's going to impact impact the business because you know. Yeah. Um, if you guys have to stop working because you know they say hey guys sorry the coronavirus is, is spreading in this area we need to shut down work obviously you're going to get paid for leaving but you know eventually there comes a point where they might have to lay you off because yeah. you know they had to recoup the, some of their expenses that happened because of the um, the time off that they couldn't you know sell goods you know they have overheads that had to be paid so this is this kind of like rippling effect that you know it starts from like the small part it starts from the store like the small ends of things but it has like an ultimately has a huge negative impact on the actually yeah. the business as a whole and businesses like huge corporations probably had to cut like a whole bunch of work and you know like i said we we probably would not feel the absolute uh, effects of it now we're probably going to affect the, have the effects happen within the next, the next year or so but it's definitely going to have a big huge impact you know um, yeah. a lot of the exports and you know uh, with you know China's particularly China's economy uh, because they have to slow down a lot of things you know prices of uh, imports probably going to become more, a lot more expensive because production has been slowed down you know and you know that's uh, going to have to be recouped somehow somehow so I think things are going to be a little bit more expensive or they're going to be a little bit more scarce when it comes to um production mm, stuff yeah, especially yeah. for like imported goods um, and that's that's kind of how it's going to go with that and yeah it'll be interesting to see where, where it heads yeah yeah, yeah I think uh, six months from now yeah again, <laughs> I, can't, like, I can't imagine it's going to be yeah. good or anything like that but yeah. it's going to be probably as bad as the global financial yeah, crisis it feels, yeah, it feels yeah. like the GFC like that thing yeah and then it's, I mean, it's going to always come back up yeah it's going to come back up um, but remember the, the only reason why Australia doesn't hasn't gone into mass recession like like other countries have is because we have a lot of our, a lot of our um, dependency on uh, Chinese economy yeah. because they fund a lot of our uh, exports that we uh, that we export out and uh, you know obviously it, yeah, education is one big one yeah. uh, coal is another big one um, yeah. uh, batteries I think steel yeah. you know coal well those big things but because of the things that happen in China their things are slowing down they're not going to buy they're not going to be buying you know our exports and because they're not going to be buying our exports we're going to have a lot of stockade of these things and you know we're not going to have a lot of things that can be sold off so our economy is going to be slowing down as well so yeah you know, by and large even though we're not going to be hugely affected by the coronavirus because China is so affected by it yeah, because other countries are affected it's going to be a huge effect yeah. right? you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be like a gigantic rippling effect on that and like I said you know, you're not going to see that kind of thing and you know, it sounds a bit depressing but that's yeah. it's kind of like how that's kind of like our, our kind of you know life that we have to go through and it's going to be it's going to be Quite the interesting thing when it comes to it, you know. That's that's kind of how it goes. Uh, you yeah. know. I'm curious to see where it goes. As yeah, well. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, with that, we'll um we'll wrap it up. So thanks for being our guest again, Stephen. Yeah, no, no worries, man. That's uh, good to have you. Good, good to be here, man. Well, to get here, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> make the coronavirus and the fact that we couldn't you know get together a lot more earlier yeah. on that. Yeah. But uh, we'll see you guys next time, next week. Yeah. Peace yeah. out.